I can say without a doubt that the most advanced yoga I have ever done is raising children. And I used to wrap my legs behind my head every morning before coffee. My name is Sarah Ezrin. I'm a writer, yoga teacher, content creator, and the mom to two young boys. I recently wrote the book, The Yoga of Parenting, 10 yoga-based practices to help you stay grounded, connect with your kids, and be kind to yourself. One of the highlights of this journey has been sitting down with parents from all around the world to hear how yoga has informed their parenting. Their stories are fascinating, funny, raw, and sometimes heartbreaking. I spoke with step-parents, single-parents, grandparents, and though everyone's identities and family structures are completely different, all of these parents have the same intention, to parent from a place of connection. I am honored to share these stories with all of you in this limited series podcast, The Yoga of Parenting. Thank you so much for being here. I'm finally sitting down with Yahaya Musa. I know we had a couple of uh, reschedules, as is common in toddler land. But um, it's just, I'm, I've, I've been watching you online. I feel like I know you because I watch your videos with, your, not to be creepy, but I watch your videos with your son doing yoga. And it, it was, it's so beautiful. I mean, it really, I don't remember who forwarded me your first one, but I, you know, this is what the yoga of parenting is, is all about. So I am just so, so excited to sit down with you today. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm really grateful to be here and talk about yoga and parenting for sure. Yeah. So it's interesting. I wanted to ask you, you were a professional soccer player, but it's not in your bio anymore. So I was just curious about that choice. Oh man, (laughs) that that really feels like five lifetimes ago at this point. But yeah, I was heavily into soccer, like all my life, most of my life is still at this point. Um, yeah, I played soccer, uh, Division One soccer. After afterwards, spent probably seven years or so pursuing a professional career. I did it, um, not the highest level necessarily, but I was getting paid to play soccer, so mm. it was pretty um, very challenging. And really, what led me to yoga essentially because of the, the stress, physical stress, and mental stress of it. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I played soccer at one point in my life. <laughs> Yeah, just it was interesting because I, I felt like it was part of your origin story a little bit when I was doing my research. Um, but it's also cool how we have these different paths, right? These, you know, we wear these different roles and we have these different experiences and how everything kind of evolves. And now you run um, Musa Yoga Athletics, which tell me about that. What is what does that entail? Musa Yoga Athletics. I'm super into athletics, you know, especially my background being soccer and all that. But just generally, I think movement has always been a huge part of my life. Um, riding my bike, running, anything that that's physical, I'm into it or challenging. So when I started yoga, I saw how much my yoga practice helped me with the physical things, all the physical things I was doing, especially soccer. So I just learned when I wanted to start a business, essentially, um, I merged kind of yoga, soccer, and because I saw what it did for me. So started offering this to athletes as well. Um, I've been a soccer trainer for almost 18, over 18 years, I think at this point. And I always incorporate it into like warm-ups and things like that. And any way you can, I see it can help any of my players, I try, to, I try to offer it. I love that. Are you teaching kids at all or is it mostly um, adult athletes? So my soccer teams are like 9, 10, and 12, 1, 12 years. Okay. How's that? 
<laughs> it's amazing. It's uh, I love it. You know, kids keep you young. They keep you active. They keep you guessing. They check you. <laughs> they have a very, a very harsh way of checking you, but um, it's it's fun. I I've done it for so long, and I look forward to to being on the field with them. That's so wonderful. So were you, you were teaching kids before you became a dad. So you kind of had, you had some kid experience. I had zero kid experience before mine. Like the first diaper I ever changed was literally my son. I mean, I had like nieces and nephews, but it was always at an arm's distance. So I'm just fascinated, especially if people get, have had the opportunity to work with kids and then you have a kid, like what that transition is like and obviously ours are very different i had no no experience with babies <laughs> my nieces and stuff like that but i was the type of uncle i'd show up carry and have i had all the fun with them but the major stuff changing diapers and all that i didn't touch it <laughs> yeah um it wasn't until my son i started like you know changing diapers and really dealing with a baby around the clock you know but it Surely my exposure to kids all these years have helped as far as patience and, and really understanding like kids don't, they don't know anything. Like they, they're so intelligent, right? There's, there's this intelligence that they have, but also as far as like, like socially, they, they're, they're picking everything up as they go. Oh, and whatever is around them, especially the adults play a huge part in that. So, uh, I, I think that's really helped with my son know like, with patience and just knowing that. I was, I'm, I'm an example to him, you know. So has he been doing yoga with you since like he could like lay down as a blob next to you? Because it looks like he's very comfortable like climbing on you. I mean, my three and a half year old is still like afraid to be on my back for plank. I can get him for like one second, but it looks like you you all you have a beautiful system going. So I just I wonder how young you started him and did he just he's around and I'm on my mat. He's on my mat. Every, and I'm, I'm always practicing with him around. So, I mean, as far as memory serves me, I would say since, since he could walk, yeah, he, he walked fairly early, around like seven months or so. So he comes oh, to the wow. mat. So now, yeah, I mean, he'll be on my back and I'll go into down dog and he'll like just squeeze my neck and go there with me. Um, yeah, he's, he's fairly comfortable with me on the mat. It's just, it's really cool. Um, it, it can be frustrating, but for the most part, like I wouldn't have him anywhere else. Um, you know, I would say like 90% of the time I'm, I hear his footsteps coming. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun. So let's talk about the frustration of it because that is, you know, part of the reality and the bittersweetness of being a parent is like, this is wonderful. And I like want to relish every second, but I also need the alone time. And I need that separation sometimes, you know, for, for me, especially in the mornings, for example, like that's my meditation time. And yes, I like meditating with my baby, but I also very much need to meditate on my own. Um, so when, what time of day are you normally practicing? Is he there during that? Is it like a regular thing? Is it once in a while? How do you carve that time out? Recently, as in the past few months or so, I've, I've been practicing super early, like I get a five or 5.30, try to get my practice in before he wakes up. And the frustration part comes in when I don't get up as early as I'd like to. And he's at my practice maybe 15 minutes in. <laughs> so, you know, again, sometimes I just stop and just play with him. I don't try to force it. But when I'm trying to get through it and he's, you know, he's, he, he, I'm here to serve. At the end of the day, parents were here to serve, right? So when I'm trying to serve myself, essentially, but my little human needs my help constantly, you know, bathroom, he wants something to eat, this, that, that. 
sometimes I kind of just surrender <laughs> and just, you know, cater to him. And sometimes I'm trying to make it through it. And he's right along with me the whole way there. So I try to get it as my practice done before he gets up. But no, speaking of plants, so you know I'm into the plants right now. So I'll get up and rather than going to my mat and getting going with my practice, I'll be like taking care of the plants. And then by the time I get to my practice, he wakes up. Yep. <laughs> he gets up pretty early. I don't, I don't know how your, your son's going up early or not, but he's uh, up by like six sometimes, depending if he goes to bed early, 530. So that's where it can get a little frustrating. I mean, I find, you know, especially as, as our kids get older and you and I are still in the very early days, but like talking to my friends who have teenagers and, you know, uh, you know, even just the like tween years that we have to start, you know, they start redefining yoga, like it, and everybody's like, it's, it's like as much as we love asada, we continue to do it and we need it. And obviously you come from a background of soccer and athletics, like movement is life and movement is important, but it, it, it we all start to kind of open up much more towards like the meditation side of things and, and meditation could be caring for our plants or, you know, doing different kind of activities that are really calming. And then suddenly, you know, those more chill things that we can do with the kids playing side by side, they become our yoga practice in, in a lot of ways. You're, you're, you're dead on with that. I mean, <laughs> I would say my practice has skyrocketed since, mm-hmm. since become that because of that, you know, yes, it might not be the physical part, but when I find my, you know, it, it's just a whole nother level of patience, you know, a whole nother level of patience and understanding, you know, just and service really, you know, like really putting yourself, putting someone else first, rather, you know, really putting someone else first um, and taking a deep look at what's going on and what needs to be done and making sure, you know, just a whole new level of prioritizing. Yeah, it's, it's the deepest form of yoga, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. When my, my teacher, Jay Brown, um, he, when I was, I think I was maybe 30, around there when when I did my teacher training and he had a daughter and he would talk about how, how he would get so mad sometimes at her. And at the time I couldn't even fathom, first of all, a parent getting that mad and then a yoga teacher getting them. <laughs> so it was kind of baffling to me. And I'm in the exact same spot right now where it's like, I'm practicing yoga. I'm as patient as they come, but there's sometimes when I'm like, <laughs> you know, like really takes every bit of the practice to like, just keep my head in and really stay on course, you know? It makes me think like two things. So first of all, there's a um, an author, she wrote Peaceful Parent Happy Kids, uh, Dr. Laura Markham. And she says in her book, she's like, our children are not our enemy, but our nervous system doesn't know that. So like to explain, you know, why we can go from like zero to 60 and, you know, five seconds and why it elicits this, you know, that fight or flight. And I, I love that because it's like, you're like boiling. I'm like, how is this little thing <laughs> making me that angry in this moment? And, you know, and thank goodness we're yoga practitioners and, you know, it's not that we never get elevated, right? It's like, I still get anxious when I'm toppling in tree a little bit. I'm never going to balance perfectly, but it's like, how, how much do you, are you able to pay attention? How are you able to start to try and calm things down? I really appreciate that Jay Brown was honest with all of you in that. And I like, I love him and I love his podcast and, you know, he, I appreciate that realness because I think we need that in our community, you know, in wellness. Real, you know, and that's one of the things I really appreciate about him. 
And that's one of the stories that always sticks out to me because I think at the time, especially, it really took me back because I was, I, I thought yoga was this place you reach where nothing was. Yeah. Definitely a kid. <laughs> but it can be far from the truth, you know, and like you said, it's not, you're, you're always going to be nervous or mad or this or that. It's, it's how you handle it, how, how fast you get out of it. Yeah, it's, it's more about all that. Uh, yeah, like the same things that get me upset or this or that are still there. It's more so how long I'm at, how, how I choose to go about it after those emotions come up. Um, yeah, and making sure that they're not a detriment. It's not a de- these emotions aren't a detriment to my well-being or the well-being of others. And the opportunity, too, for reconnection on the other side, because like any partnership and relationship, whether it's a part, you know, your romantic partner or a work colleague or a family member, when we have those moments of disconnect, when there are fraying, we can come back together. You know, it's like I think always think of like scar tissue, right? Like it's even stronger than skin and all those repairs and that healing can actually make it stronger on the other side and their opportunities and you know, maybe where the the yoga comes in for us and like, you know, and not to say like non-practitioners don't do this because my husband has literally done yoga like twice in his life, but he's so good at the repairs is I, I think for me, my practice has been really helpful in that, in the like watching my nervous system raise and then, okay, you know, calming it down as best we can, but then being able to, to talk about it with them afterwards, which is totally uncomfortable, you know, to be like, okay, mama got upset and, you know, I, I raised my voice and I'm really sorry. And, but I, it's terrible. It's like, I don't know why it's so, it's so uncomfortable, you know? And it's not like, I'm like very much, I live with like all of my errors out in the open, you know, like I'm like, I'm one of those people that just like verbal diarrhea is everything. And like, you know, everything's out in the open, but even with my kids, I'm like, oh, made a mistake. But for some reason, that repair on the other side, or especially like if, if they notice my husband and I having any kind of discord, you know, and it's like, and then having to talk to it, it's so uncomfortable, but it's so important. You know, it's like, it's so important. You know, I grew up, my parents were very, didn't argue in front of us, tried to make, you know, always have it together. And it wasn't, it didn't come across as fake, I don't think, but I don't, you know, it would have been nice to see them, how they handled uh, conflict, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so with my son, I, again, I don't, try to act like I'm not mad or anything like that. If I'm, if I'm upset, you know, I try to show it to him in a healthy way. And, and, if, I, and if it's not necessarily in a healthy way, the follow-up is healthy. I think like, you know, you said how, like the scar tissue, how, how you bring it all back together, I think is, is, is very important. So yeah. I, that's, that's huge, yeah. It's all part of the, like, it's like, I'm trying to think of like on the mat too, right? Like, it's like when you fall out of a pose, it's recalibrating in your brain, like to hold a pose perfectly is all great and good. And, you know, and you, you're of an amazing inversion practice, but, you know, and mine is, you know, I don't even know how many years now I'm 41. So like 21 years uh, and I still can't handstand in the middle of the room. But I do believe that, you know, it's the falling out and it's the like that moment of catching myself and all of those experiences that actually can make for a richer practice than if I just like nailed it and could nail it, you know, every single day. I don't know. I don't know if you, you feel the same. There's some, yeah, that's the, that's the connection, I think, of the practice and how we apply it to parenting. You know, um, there's some days where it's smooth. I put in the bed, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's some days where it's like, it's a war, you yeah. know? Don't hit me talking back. You know, the talking back starts now and 
almost he knows how to test me. I don't think there's anyone in this world who knows the button, the, the perfect buttons to push like my son, you know, and yeah, like, the, you know, Astirasuka, I don't know if, you know, Astirasuka is a huge part of my practice. Um, there's not too many things, cause there's so much within the yoga practice. So I try to, it's, I stick to the breath, Astirasuka, which is, you know, that effort and balance with the ease, essentially. I try to bring that with him too. You know, I am stern with him, but also make sure that he knows he's ne- there's never a doubt that he's loved and it's for his best interest and the best image of our relationship. Yeah, when things are going perfect, I enjoy it. I embrace it. <laughs> and when it's not, it's it's no different. You know, the steadiness forward and is no different. You know, the the purpose is never lost, <laughs> essentially, and and it's practice, right? There are days when balance is perfect and days when it's not, but you're still on your mat <laughs> and you're exactly. still practicing. And I think the same applies to parenting. You know, there's mm-hmm. days where it's perfect and you love your kid and they're the best thing in the world and days when, you know, <laughs> the other side of that, but it doesn't change the service to them and understanding that it's a process, you know, mm. it's, it's all part of the process. So I, I, we sent you a book. I don't know if you got it yet or not. And no worries. Like if it came or whatever, and you have it at the, but I just wanted to tell you in the book, I talk about Stirasuka and I talk about it in the chapter that's on boundaries, specifically about having like really firm boundaries, strong limits, you know, my rules, my household, you know, how a lot of us, especially those of us that were raised in the eighties, you know, we kind of had those kind of households as loving as it was, it still was like, because I said so. And then on the other end of the, the spectrum on the suka side, on that sweeter side, almost being like anything you want and, you know, deep enmeshment, um, and how we really have to toggle between the two. And it's not that like, we don't, you know, it's not that we don't want limits and it's not that we don't want that connection, but how do you find the center of that? So I'm so glad you brought that up because that's like, that's such a big principle in the book. And it's like something that I, you know, I think about every day. It's like, it's one of my favorite concepts to apply to parenting. Right. Thank you. First of all, thank you for sending me the book. I, <laughs> but it's okay. I feel, like you don't have to read it. I, <laughs> I, I can't wait to get it and, and check it out and read. Um, but I'm, I'm so happy you put that in there. Like anytime I teach a beginner, that's one of the first things I, I bring up, you know, because Sirisuka is such a personal thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's, it's very individual based. So because what's strong to me might not be strong to someone else or steady to someone else. And what's sweet to me might not be the sweetest to someone else. So finding that balance within yourself is something that really takes time. And, and you just gotta, you gotta pay attention and figure it out for you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the service piece before I forget, because I've got major mom brain and I will, I was like service, service, service. So don't let me forget. And I didn't mean to cut you off if you weren't done. Were, were you? Please. Okay your whole life is being of service, right? Even as, even as a D1 soccer player, it's like, you know, there's that, there's the performative aspect. You're playing for the team. You're in service to the team. You get into yoga, which you love for you. And then you start giving it to everybody else. And then you become a dad and, or I think I may not have the order of timeline correct, but then you're teaching, you're teaching kids and you're, you're, you're imbuing them with all the things that you love. And now even your son is on your mat sometimes when you have those, those moments. So when are you giving back to yourself? Because yes, it is a service practice. And probably I had someone, I don't remember which interview it was, but they said, this is karma yoga. And I was like, yes, parenting is definitely karma yoga, but we also still have to fill up on our end. 
So I'm just wondering for you, who's somebody who is, I can already tell, just so giving and so generous and, and so open, and you love being of service. When are you of service to yourself and how? <laughs> I don't, you know, the way you put it, you're making me seem like such a, I, I'm not saying I'm not a giver, but I never even thought about it like that. Um, as far as like playing for a team and, and things like that, but I'm, I'm really grateful to teach and, and serve. I think, I don't think anything gives me as much satisfaction as doing something for someone else, you know, be, being able to do something for someone else. That being said, I love my time. I really do. So that's on my mat. Um, when I, I, if I have time, I'm on my mat or doing the things I like to do, being out in nature, thinking of my plan. You know, that's part of why I get up early now is to get that time to myself before I start giving for the rest of the day. And then, you know, of course, before I go to bed, making sure I have time for myself as well. Um, but there's, if there's another thing yoga is really, helped me with is using everything and using everything. So maybe relating to the physical practice, for instance, you know, you do a handstand or most people, huh, I don't want to say most people, but some people might only use arm strength for their mm-hmm. handstands. Surely arm strength, they're strong in their arms, no core engagement, no glute engagement, no pointing of the toe. Whereas if you're using your whole body, your core, your glutes, you know, everything, it's so much easier and everything benefits. Um, and it's, it's just more efficient, a more efficient way to do it. So really being as efficient as I can from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, um, is something that yoga has taught me, um, not to take any time for granted. You know, as soon as I, again, if I have some time, I'm, I get on my mat, make sure I get that in, talk to some friends, um, all this so that when I am serving, I don't feel like I missed out on anything for myself. You know? Um, I'll answer the question. You did. No, you absolutely did. And, you know, because I was even thinking like, you know, tending your plants, right? Which is like its own little form of caretaking. But I think that's a great answer because those are the things that fill you up. And, you know, it just, it gets tricky, right? When they're with our yoga teaching, when we love something and it's what used to fuel us and then it becomes our passion and then we start teaching it, right? Then it becomes our business. So I'm just always fascinated with, you know, how people separate that if there is a separation. I mean, I guess it's Therasuka again, right? Like, you know, where you're keeping your boundaries and, you know, where you're letting them go. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're, you're right on with that. So it's the Therasuka, it's boundaries. It's, I, I, again, I, I, you know, it's funny you said that about teaching too. When I first started, it really was just about what they can just do for me. But then you start sharing with your family because, of course, you love your family. And then you go see your friends and, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, how do you hold that back? You know, it's someone, yoga sometimes feels like such a, I feel like it's such a secret sometimes, even though it's not, you know. So it's like trying to like share this thing with as many people as possible. Whoever, whoever's willing to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was thinking about family in the beginning and like forcing, you know, I started teaching uh, 15, almost 16 years ago and I had a boyfriend at the time and like forcing him <laughs> to come to a class and like that did not go well. Or the one time, you know, my husband came to my class, I'm like, well, I don't know if family, I don't know personally if family was who I should have, you know, been starting with. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it just, it becomes your life and then it, it all gets blended together and then we become parents and, 
that's an entire, I mean, I don't even want to necessarily use the word transformation because I think it's almost like a return to our, at least, you know, from my perspective, it's felt like a, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like transformation implies like you're, you've changed and been something different. I think yoga brings it right back to like exactly what it is. And whether that's like a re, you know, a reinterest, I don't know if that's a word, but like a reigniting of like, you said kids keep you young. And like, suddenly I'm having these memories of like, oh, I used to actually like, you know, I would draw more, I would dance more, I would do these things. And it, you know, it starts to like, it brings you back in some ways to the the, the baby inside of you and the toddler inside of you and, and opportunities for healing in that sense. Right on. I mean, it's, it's, it is the coolest, it's the coolest practice. And then to have, you know, parenting on top of that is just, it's amazing. So where, what are you teaching these days? Are you teaching public classes? Are you teaching mostly the, um, at the athletic court, uh, what is it called again? It's the, I know it's the Musa Yoga Athletics Corp. So are you, is that your main thing right now? Or are you teaching in studio? Not teaching in studio. Uh, right now I'm only offering one weekly class and it's through Zoom, um, Monday nights, 30. Um, it's a yoga basics, which I drew that from, um, Jay Brown. <laughs> he, yeah. He's all about the basics. Uh, very beginner friendly, intermediate level. Um, and then other than that, I do private and, and little group session, things like that. And you just bought a house. I just bought a house. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited for me about it, but definitely my son, because it's like backyard space, you know, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect for him. So you have this extra special yoga space now? Is it, it's not the same room that I saw those videos, right? Because the, the, the videos, you had that like special room, but now you're in a whole, it seems much lighter and brighter. This is just like, this is my kitchen. Basically. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I left one room open just for yoga. Oh. Um, I wanted to get some plants in here. I haven't, I haven't set my plants up in there yet and I wanted some plants in the shot. So, but um, yeah, I like a nice yoga studio room. And yeah, just getting the house set to work for everything, you know. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, we were saying like, you know, it's like the, the house of the body is like the shape of the poses, the movement practices that we do, how we take care of ourselves, you know, all of your rituals throughout the day and then, you know, filling it up with the sweetness inside, which is your beautiful son. And so where can everybody find you? Where's the best ways to, to connect with you? And do you have anything? Let's assume that this airs summer 2023. Uh, do you have anything coming up in fall or, um, you know, anything that you want to share, online courses, um, anything? Um, I, I guess I'll share my website, which is yahayamusa.com. Okay. And my Instagram, Musa Yoga. Uh, you can find me there. That's where... Two A's. Two A's on the Musa Yoga. Was there another Musa Yoga? I wanted to ask you. There was. So oh. I came on. No, no yoga involved, but <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll just add another A, you know? <laughs> so Musa Yoga, if there's anything I have coming up, it'll be on there. Um, but there's like videos on my on my website and oh YouTube, if you're on the YouTube. Oh yeah, I saw you got a, you got a lot of YouTube content on there, which which is great. Oh, yeah, I make a few classes on for YouTube. Um, more coming. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's about it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I think it was getting a little a little choppy, so hopefully we don't lose each other again. But we'll we'll cut it he- end here. You and I will stay on, but we're gonna end the interview here. So thank you, everybody that was watching and listening, and just so much best, so much love.
hope you enjoyed this episode of the Yoga of Parenting. Everything we discussed will be found in our show notes. You can purchase a copy of the Yoga of Parenting book anywhere books are sold. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and share these episodes so we can get all this wisdom to as many parents as possible. Follow me on Instagram at Sarah Ezrin Yoga, and the original music that you heard both at the beginning and just a moment ago is by the amazing Egeman Sonley. You can follow Ege on IG at Egesan, E-G-E-S-A-N, and you can find all of his amazing music on Spotify. Big thanks to Kyle Rebar for being the best producer that there ever was, and big thanks to all of you for listening. <laughs>